Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100wattsandawire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed found under each episode. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener-supported. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. That's 100wattsandawire.com. And... Happy New Year from iCom. Start the new year out with a bang with one of iCom's new available products. Communications have never been so fun. Visit iComAmerica.com. And PowerFilm Solar. PowerFilm manufactures durable, lightweight, rollable, and foldable solar panels that will take your ham radio setup to the next level, making it more portable than ever before. Visit PowerFilmSolar.com for more information. And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Yes, sir. Hello, everyone. I hope you're doing well and staying warm. Speaking of warm, you're going to hear a roaring. There is a roaring, nope, not a fire. In the shack, we do not have a fireplace or a... You know, a heat stove, that sort of thing. We have a uh, heater that you plug in and it just goes wrong, wrong. It's like it's taking the air and making it into some wonderful heat for you. Yes, it does. But I kind of think that roaring sound means it may be on its last leg. We have to maybe crack that thing open. Not now. Not now because it's plenty cold here in the Midwest. Out here in America's heartland, it's been a strange weather week, mostly cold, but we've had two days of 65-degree temperatures midweek. So the snow and the ice was able to melt away. Take off your jacket, go for a walk, and then down to like 17 again. And not that that temperature is that bad. I mean, isn't it crazy to say this? Well, it's 17 degrees. It's not so bad. It's heating up. You know, minus temperatures overnight. You know, winter. We've got winter, okay? Yes. But toward the end of the week, this wind came through. Oh, goodness. And it made it really hard to do the daily walk. I did it. But uh, one day couldn't go as far. It was just this wind was coming straight in. I need to get one of those masks, like a face mask, like you're going to definitely rob the bank kind of mask where people look at you and go, oh, I don't know. No, it looks, ah, it's okay. You know, they stop and pause because you look like a vandal. Now I've got one of those covers you put on and it kind of cuts across your face and it leaves your eyes exposed. But I wear glasses, see? I need glasses to see distance. I must take them off to read things closely. I can see everything in, you know, close-up. Need glasses to see, to drive. And when I go out and I breathe in this thing, it, I fog right up. And I'm trying to tuck it underneath the, the lenses. Eh. It's hard, so I take a scarf, try to get the thing, and hold my face. You know, it's like, oh, man. I need to talk to some of my... Cold weather brothers and sisters who put these things on that wear glasses, sunglasses, and they don't fog up. That's kind of on my list. 
What I have is something from the mid-70s, maybe, that I can try. Kind of blue and gold. It's not going to look pretty, but I, you know, I don't care. It's a pullover mask that somebody may have worn to you know, rob you or something back in the 70s. So it's not hip anymore, I don't think. Welcome to 100 Watts and Why I'm Christian. K0STH. And we're coming to you recording now early in the week as we get a little deeper into January. And of course, the weather is, you know, the weather. One quick distinction I think we should make here because I hear a lot of people talk about the cold. And when they mention the cold, they say, well, that global warming uh, must not be taking place here. Got to remember, you're talking about two different things. Weather and climate are two different things. Weather is your precipitation, humidity, temperature. Climate is the study of an area over 30 years or more. So there's two different things there. And what I do whenever I question any changes, I talk to the farmers, I talk to the gardeners out here in the heartland, the people who make their money in the dirt. I've been gardening for 15 years-ish, something like that, 14 maybe. And I can tell a little difference, some changes that the earth is giving to us around in the springtime. Things come a little later, you know, specifically asparagus. Asparagus and strawberries tend to come in together. They've kind of shifted that a little bit. They still come in, you know, first. This is direct sowing into the ground. But things have changed. Things are coming at a different time. So there, there is change. And if you ask a farmer, you can bypass all the politics of it and the big money interest going into both sides. We've talked about both sides need to get it together. And yes, right. I'm talking to you, Democrats. Need to get it together. That's right. I'm talking to you, Republicans. And all the rest, whatever, whoever's out there kind of running the world right now, bypassing all that stuff, go right to the dirt, talk to the farmers, and see what changes are really happening. 65 degrees in January here in Missouri. That's different. That's different. But that's climate. We're not talking about specific weather. Let's not get into it there. But we hear a lot of guys talking about, man, it's cold. I wish we had some of that global warming here. Must not be real. Don't twist up the two. Okay, those are two different things. Weather and climate, two different things. And so I have snow on the ground today, which is, uh, you know, normal for January here in the heartland. We've probably got two inches on the ground. I could see it, but the sun isn't up yet. Knew it was coming, but I don't know how much. But I don't have to go anywhere today. MLK Day, I have the day off, thank goodness, I'll take it. Kind of fun to stagger out of the uh, Christmas and New Year's and the vacation time and maybe get a day off. I hope you had a day off. Most of my projects have been surrounding this mobile installation. We talked about it last week on episode 132, if you'd like to go back. And I was very frank in saying, look, I had been waiting and waiting. I just wait. I'm waiting on other people and it's not in my past to wait around. But 
you know, my truck is only, uh, well, three years old now. And I didn't want to put holes in this thing. Let me say that in a different way. I didn't want to be the guy who put holes in my rig, okay? I say rig, I mean truck in this case. I just didn't want to do it. I love my wife. And I thought, man, if you dig a big hole in this thing and things don't work out or you drill it in the wrong spot, just hold on and wait. There's plenty other things to do. And there is and there was. But look, a year and I'm waiting around, you know, availability of other people to come and help me or for me to go there and get them. And scheduling just isn't working out, man. Everybody's got a life. They've got businesses. They do whatever. And I live up north. I'm north of the city and just getting somebody to help, it, you know. And I wasn't sure that I exactly had what I needed. There were some things that I just didn't know. I thought I had everything, uh, but I wasn't positive about it. What I did have was a little Tar Heel sitting here for over a year. And, you know, you get to the point where you're like, enough's enough. Enough's enough. What do I need to do? And that's the point I hit. That's the point I hit. And so about a week ago, I started the installation. When we come back, we'll catch up on all of this and more next. From the summit to the shack. This is 100 watts and a wire. The SDR you have asked for is here. ICOM's new 7610 is a high-performance RMDR with the ability to pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The new ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has an RF direct sampling system, 110 dB RMDR, an independent dual receiver, and a dual digi-select. And the new D-Star communication device is here, easy to operate. The ID31A Plus is available in silver, red, or gold. It features worldwide digital communication. You can share pictures and text messages. It's IPX7 waterproof, compact, lightweight, and tough. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. In a land where we're all 20 over, this is 100 watts and a wire. All right, and you know, let's get back to this mobile installation here a little bit. Because I'm very happy and proud that I took it on. Now, I mentioned the weather here, and the weather is uh, cold. And I've been doing a little bit of work in the garage. And let's start there. Well, I told you last week that I poked a hole through the grommet on the driver's side. Okay? And I figured, all right. Early on, I was thinking in my mind, I was going to have to mount this thing on the back of my pickup truck. But I've got a bed cover. And I thought maybe I've got to, you know, put it here in a big base mount. And I was prepared to do that. I, You know, I was prepared to do that mentally. I was going to have to put it there in the back. So I call up the people at, Tar he- at the, uh, the Tar Heel factory to talk about this antenna and its placement. Mm-mm, they said, you don't want to do that. Don't put it back there. Don't put it in, you know, don't want to do that. It's not going to be great. And I said, well, what about a, 
bumper mount, one of these bumper things that, because I've got one of those, I've got a trailer hitch. How about it? And they said, no, this one here is not big enough for that, and it would be too low to the ground. We don't advise that. Mm-mm. I said, dang, what the? I said, well, the only other spot then, and they were like, the hood. I was like, okay, the hood. I wasn't thinking about the hood. The hood. I can't put it up on the top. Again, the frame here on this Ford F-150 is a is aluminum. You know, everything is aluminum. I'm not saying the frame. I didn't mean the frame. I meant the body. The body of this truck is aluminum. So you can't even stick one of those beautiful, like, three-magnet, huge things you get from MFJ and probably others. Boom. And it goes, it's like a, kind of like a mag mount. I mean, it is, but it's three huge magnets. And you could put it right up there on your roof if you've got that kind. And I used to have an old 1977 Ford 150. It would have just went bang and never come off. The newer trucks are different. Just, just a different world, right? I love my truck. Anywho, so I resigned to the fact that I'm going to be on the hood of this thing. What side, I don't know yet, but what's the best? I talked to some friends. They said, look at this. Diamond K4 series. Look at the Diamond K438C. All right. I did. You know, 75, 80 bucks later, here she comes. Still undetermined on left or right side. Other friends say, look, you know, put it on there and see if you can see. Make sure you can see and make sure it's no, you know, you want a good line of vision. All right, I did that. And here I am leaning on my friends of 100 watts in a wire. This is why we exist, friends. Because I simply do not know enough to just pop out of the box and teach you guys. I have to become a teacher in the way of my experience. So I just give it back to you. I rely on the knowledge of others. Whether I'm building a dipole or whatever it's whatever it is, this time it's a mobile. It's a mobile install. And there's so much that I don't know, but I can give you my story, my experience, and if it helps you on your next install, great. But this is why 100 watts in a wire exists today, because I want it to be a repository for things. I know I was leaning on people a little too hard locally. And I felt I was becoming a burden. They never told me this. But how many times can you ask a question and keep asking a question of one or two people? And many of you will say, look, that's what it's all about, man. Ask away. Well, you can do that here at 100 watts on a wire. I just felt, you know, maybe, I don't know. And it's like you come upon something and you need an answer to it like right now. And then you have to wait or send an email and you're waiting. Then what? You know what I mean? So it's kind of, uh, it came out of necessity for me because I can't just pick up the phone or visit an Elmer. None of them are close. Anyway. People said, try the diamond, the K4 series. I got the 3.8C and put it up on the hood. Decided to go with the driver's side. Frankly, I don't think my wife would enjoy having that on the right side of the truck. Although she's going to see it plain and easy 
on the driver's side. Moving on, I knew that I had a hole through the grommet on the driver's side. So, okay, maybe I'd even have enough length. They put a weird little coax thing connected to these mounts. And it's almost like, you know, they make it small so it kind of can wedge in between the, uh, the hood and the mount. So you can shut the hood, right? Thick coax, RG8, something like that wouldn't work. So you got this little thing, and it needs to kind of convert to a, you know, PL259. So I go and through, I have that go through the wall, firewall. Here it is, bloop, good. Uh-oh, it only reaches now to kind of where my feet are when I drive. Need a 10-foot extender. So get myself 10 more feet. It connects fine. There we are. We're in. Everything's in. And I had problems with this mount and its assembly. Something went wrong. Here's a problem. I ain't mad at Diamond. But I probably will have to address this sooner or later. Because I think, you know, as soon as I move this mount again or take it off or reposition or whatever I need to do, this thing's going to fail. So because it's this little coax wire... They separate the braid, and they make two little hooks that connect to the mount. So you pick your position on the hood. It kind of, you know, cup your hands like a, a C, but smaller, right? It goes, and it sticks on your hood, so you can shut the hood. And you bolt it down, four bolts, little little things, just turn into your hood. Then on top of that, you know, you've got to connect this little coax to a swivel piece of the mount. It kind of turns so you can be straight. You can straighten your antenna up. You can turn it a certain way. You can put it in different places. It, it's kind of an all-purpose mount. Anyway, this mount piece somehow underneath wasn't quite tight. It moved a lot. And when I went to screw the, um, the antenna on, the screwdriver antenna, this Tar Heel, the whole mount twisted, twisted away from the braid, snapped this little braid thing, and I swear this is the smallest little wire. This is one of the smallest little wires I've seen. Broke it off. I was like, okay, oh, what the... You know, part of it's me, because I'm moving the mount around, I've mounted it on, I've never done this before, and I took and I broke this braid away. I had decided to side of this thing two times, broke on me two times. And because it's this bolt underneath. Again, part my error and part, I think, kind of a weird assembly. You don't have a lot of, I don't know, wiggle room or play in this connection here. So at one point I thought, well, this project's on hold because, you know, for one, I don't have 75 bucks to drop on another one. And, you know, and I was going to talk to the person who dealt this to me the company, and tell them what happened. And I did. And I don't know. I hope they're going to send out another piece. But what happened is I brought it in that night, and um, I re-soldered this thing. And it's so short. It's so short. I mean, it just makes it back into where it needs to go. It's been modified. It's tight. If this thing moves or shifts, it could snap again. I don't know. But I'm not getting crazy about that. I already spent way too much time, probably two days, trying to figure this out. So I got to say, the one thing about this mount that I don't dig 
is the fact that you've got to hook these little, I don't know, they're kind of like O-rings. You know these O-rings, terminal, I don't know what you call it. But these things kind of hook into this mount, the swivel piece. You lock them down, and there you're grounded in, that kind of deal. I may have to change out this little six-foot coax piece that connects to the mount. The mount itself is fine. It's this coax portion that goes along with it, yeah, that I butchered. I butchered because I don't know if I dig that design as much. But anyway, moving on. New guy, whatever. So one day was definitely allocated to getting that mount in position, got it on, and what's going to happen is when I come into my garage, I could, one, put a tilt on this thing, which is fine, but I think the easiest way is going to be to just unscrew the whip. Yeah, it could be a pain in the butt. I don't know. But I'm not thinking about that too much right now. The tilt adds probably three or four inches to the mount. And you think, oh yeah, tilt's the way to go. But I got to say, you know, tapping into this hood, being aluminum, and this particular mount, adding more weight up there, I don't know. I'm just kind of not feeling it. So that's where we are at the mount. It is mounted on the driver's side. All the wires are now coming into the driver's side and need to be routed. And then the conversation is, oh, where do you want to put it? Where do you want to put the radio? Okay, so we know it's a 7100. 7100 will go up front with me. Where are we going to put its power? Are we going to put it all the way in the back or are we going to put it under your seat? That was a debate that I could think about while I was sketched out about the mount not working or maybe falling apart. All these things, this is the trouble about doing it alone. The good news is, is I'm learning about it. You know, if I ever go to do this again, we'll be all right. So going back up under the hood for just a moment, on the left side, we have the antenna. That wire runs through the grommet on the driver's side. We've got the power which is coming from the battery, which is on the passenger side of the truck. And that runs across the firewall and into the same grommet. They go down. Now the wires have gone down underneath the panel I've popped out and fished the wires through the door underneath the uh, where the door will close and back behind my seat. And that right now is where we are. The radio has been on, and uh, the radio works. The power works. Power's fine. Uh, I need to do some cable management, which, you know, comes up to the front, and it spews out under my seat. So things are a little, you know, there. But in terms of now taking myself out of this cold garage, what I planned on doing over the weekend was some inside work, and we'll talk about that. Next, you're listening to 100 Watts and a Wire. Whether you say 73 or 73, even 73s, we're still 100 Watts and a Wire. Ever wish you could take your setup anywhere and not have to worry about power? PowerFilm can help. Specializing in lightweight, easy-to-deploy solar panels, you'll be transmitting from almost anywhere in minutes. Offering foldable panels from 5 to 220 watts, PowerFilm is sure to have an ideal solution for you. You don't have to lug around that heavy and awkward crystalline panel again. 
lighten your load and make remote setups easier. You worry about making contacts, leave the portable power to PowerFilm. To learn more, visit PowerFilmSolar.com or reach out on Facebook or Twitter. Hey, have you seen this Zygu radio, this transceiver? It's a 5-watt multi-mode transceiver. You can only get it here in the States at MFJ. It's called a Zygu. It's spelled X-I-E-G-U. It's a portable 5-watter. It's got a built-in, highly efficient automatic antenna tuner, split frequency, XE-VR function, noise blanker, noise reduction, a number notch, really lightweight. I haven't held one of these, but it's meant to be really portable, a true portable transceiver, all-mode, single sideband, CW, AM, FM, plus digital stuff, smooth tuning, multiple bandpass filters. It's called a Zygu. It's under 700 bucks. And from what I hear, they listened to the customer. They were listening to hams as they were designing the unit. And they really hung their hat on the fact that QRP no longer means sacrificing those convenient high-tech operating features. You know, those things make ham radio fun. You want those in your radio. You also don't have to have a huge bag full of cables and boxes. And this is why, because the Kier, the ATU, and high-capacity battery pack are built right in. Check this out. Go to MFJ and do a search for Zygu. X-I-E-G-U. It's the X5105 portable 5-watt multi-mode transceiver. Check it out. One day, see, they're selling them out. I just want to hold it. I just want to hold it and see. It's one of those, you could put it in, it's like a brick. It's like a little brick with all this stuff. A 5-watt radio. It's called Zygu. A radio is a radio, and I want to touch it. Look for it on MFJEnterprises.com. This is Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Returning. All right, then. So we know now that I had a little bit of trouble with the mount. Some of it, again, is my, you know, amateurish knowledge of these mounts. We also know that I had to determine which side of the truck. Once you get the uh, 10-foot extension... You know, you're pretty good. You can decide which side you want. But coming out of the box with the Diamond K400, I think that's right, K400 Diamond Antenna Mount, chances are you better buy that too. You better buy that that extender too, especially if you have a truck or, you know, something like that. Anyway, right now it looks like we've got all the things inside of the truck and it's been bitter cold friends my hands are drying and, and everything and you know i just want to put it in because i've got a little time now i just had some time to do it but what i could do over the weekend was pull this truck out of the garage and just take it out of the garage and run the motor and keep myself warm on the inside there's plenty of warm things on the you know to do on the inside. You know, I had to figure out where I was going to mount this thing. I've got a pretty good idea. And I talked to Jim at LidoMounts.com. This is a place you need to check out. If you're thinking about 
a mobile installation, you're going to start thinking about, do I need to drill holes in my truck? If you don't want to drill the holes, if you want to look for an alternative, check out LidoMounts.com, L-I-D-O, LidoMounts.com. Ask for Jim if you've got any questions. I told him, you know, what I have in terms of radio. And there's different plates that go on these mounts. There's some gorgeous mounts. But let him know what radio you're using because the weight of the radio could play a part in your purchase. You don't want to buy some limp gooseneck that just takes your radio and it's like, we see that all all the time in production. You get these goofy... Um, goosenecks and you put too much weight on top of them you know for like microphones or something weird that sound is a flaccid you don't want that nobody wants that so you need to know or uh, what mount's going to work best for whatever radio you're going to put in there some are very light maybe won't matter I told Jim what I wanted to do and he was like look man you're going to look at these options here And there is a coffee cup, like a cup holder mount. You turn the knob and it expands to fill the space of the cup holder. Holds it in there strong. And there's one that you put on the seat. I was interested in both of those because, you know, you never know. So I asked Jim, look, let me try this one and this one. We'll see how it goes. Cool. Look at the Lido mounts.com website if you're doing an install there's probably other options that will fit you fit your radio definitely the piece that brackets to your radio is what's very important you know i had the wrong one and uh jim's like oh yeah yep you need this certain one i'm gonna send it to you cool all right so we're still uh in holding there i can mount that radio up Put that radio up in the uh, cup holder if I want to. I've got a low cup holder. I've got a cup holder behind my seat. But I like this also, this one, uh, this seat bolt mount. It kind of has a a strong arm that comes up. You can position it. So we'll see. There's some inside work there. The heat is on. I'm feeling much better. I noticed that I'm not as nimble as I used to be. I'm squeezing into small spaces. And I've got the uh, door open and I'm running the wires underneath the door. You know, because I can't fit in down there. I can't just jump over the back seat. I did it a couple times, though, by the way. So there's work still to be done on this mobile install, and you need to know that that's a thing. You know, it is a thing. It it takes time. But let me talk to you for one minute about when I turn this radio on. And I thought to myself, dude, I don't know, man. You're... I don't know. Because all I heard was this noise. noise. It was noisy. I was like, I don't know, man. I'm not used to this situation. I put on 40 meters and it was loud. It was just making a noise. I could hear the engine. You know, it was was seeping in. I was like, how am I going to avoid it? You can't. I can't do it a different way. I couldn't do it a different way. I was like, I don't know, man. I'm going to get to the point. One night in my bed, I was like, I just don't know if it's worth it. And I'm the kind of guy that will take it out. Or take it out. If this is how I have to live with it. If I have to live with noise like that. And I was thinking to myself. Other people don't. Other people don't live with this noise. Why do I have to do it? Well. I went to bed that night. Thinking all those thoughts. Came out the next morning. 
And uh, I was going to be with my girls all day. Mama Bear was working. She was doing her thing. And I was with the girls all day. This was Sunday. And it was great. But mom was getting ready. I had about 45 minutes. I went outside, turned on the radio. Noise was still there. And I was thinking maybe, you know, maybe it wouldn't be there as bad because I'm going to try to put, you know, this kind of choke on it, you know, and we'll see. Well, the choke may be good for the SWR, but the noise is still coming through, right? I'm like, oh, don't know if I'll do this. There's still some thought What at 70 miles an hour. Is this antenna going to go flying off my truck? I don't think so, but, you know, I'm new. I don't know. And the noise. I thought, noise? My whole thing is trying to stay above the noise. I go out there and check this sort of um, ferrite situation. See if it, it helped with any of the noise, you know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Of course it didn't. S5, S5 noise on 40 meters. It's just there. It's engine noise, everything else. What do I do? I push the noise blanker button on the 7100 and oh, like the sun got so bright and I, and I had my eyes open. I wish you could see it. Like my eyes went open like oh, because the noise went away. Guys, the noise went away. Let me play you a little piece. 30 seconds here. And you'll hear a couple of guys, I don't know who they are, what they were talking about. So, you know, don't dig into the conversation much. Listen to the noise in this little piece here. And we'll come back and we'll talk about that. Now, see, to me, that was the most amazing discovery of the whole process. Wizardry! You push the noise blanker. And I also have a noise reducer button on the 7100 that I think will make the audio a little muddy. But the noise blanker took that engine noise and it just blew wind in my sails for this mobile installation. I mean, like... Don't you worry about that stuff right now. Let the radio do it. And I thought to myself, this is so exciting. So exciting. Nobody ever told me, push the noise blank button, dude. It might help. Do you know people ride with the noise blank button pushed in all the time? Now, in my rig and in my shack, unless the conditions are so poor, and listen to me talk. Unless the conditions are so poor, I need to put a noise blanker on to pull somebody out. I don't do it. I don't engage in it. I don't, I don't, it's there. It's a tool. I have it when I need it. <gasps> it's a tool and it's there when I need it. Hello, 7100 and the wizards who made the noise blanker. I could tell you my noise blanker on my Drake TR7 as I look over my shoulder. It's not an insult, honey. I love you, girl. 
It's the best thing on that radio, but it's nothing like this. This literally made me want to keep the install in and continue to go. Now, I'm not finished, friends, but I'm finished for this week. Yesterday, it was just so cold, and I thought, you know what, man? Let's just take a break from it. Take a break. We parked the truck, left it alone. We know the power works. We know the radio works. We know the noise blank works. Thank goodness, because I, I, I got to tell you, if I didn't have that, then I wouldn't. There's still some things I need to do. I need to do some bonding. And, um, you know, I got to get all sorted out with this, the tuner of the antenna. It's a Tar Heel. It goes up and down, needs help. I need to get to that point. Uh, so we're not quite there yet with the tuning, the, con- you know, getting that control sorted out. And figuring out how we tune. I have an idea. I've been reading about how it works. I won't go into that with you. But that portion needs to be taken out. And the bonding needs to be taken out. Then I just need to make a contact. But I got to tell you, the best thing I found was this noise blanker. Oh, it saved me. That's it. I mean, that's a whole show about mobile install. And um, me trying to figure out what I'm doing. But I think I'm doing okay, guys. I think I'm doing okay. The noise blanker thing really saved the day for me. Because I really was thinking, you know, I don't need this. I can't. You know, you get this antenna and these things aren't cheap. And you're thinking, I can't use 40 because the noise is just crazy. And I'm starting to learn that 40 is an issue for everyone sometimes. Because, you know, the car and everything or the truck. The engine noise, whatever's happening, sort of becomes very present in 40 meters. And um, I was like, I love 40 meters, man. I don't know. Noise blanker, guys. Noise blanker. Push that noise blanker and it may, you know, do it early when you can because it may save you several hours, if not days, of worrying and wondering if this is for you. I don't know, frankly, how deep I'm going to be able to go with the bonding. And I'm being told, don't go crazy. Don't go over the top, man. So we're going to do a little bit of that, and we're going to hold. We're going to see what we can do and get back on the radio and and see if it works. Right now, we know we can listen. We want to test to see how it's going to drive on the highway. I drive 40 miles each way. And uh, we'll see at, you know, 65 miles an hour or whatever. Is this thing going to hold up? I sure hope so, guys. If my if I come back with another show this week, it's to say, hey, I drove into work and the thing, you know, fell off. doesn't feel like it'll fall off. It feels sturdy, but it's I'm just so new to it. A couple of things I want to tell you about before we go. Make sure you go to 100wattsinawire.com and click the donate page. And you can be like John. Whiskey Juliet Zero November Foxtrot. He sent me a letter. A letter, you like that? How old am I? Oh, yes, he had a feather pen. And he dipped it in his ink and he said, It's Christian. You tell me. Can you tell me? Sent me an email. He's a sustaining member. He paid $25. Good for one year. And because of that, he has access to any participating business. In this membership plan, you give $25 to 100 watts in a wire, you're put on this list. You can buy antennas from NI4L, 
chameleon antennas, radio waves, MFJ, bioeno power is there. You buy your power, your batteries, your solar from them if you like. Powerfilm Solar, they've got the rollable and foldable power to take out with your radio if you're portable. They're all offering discounts to members of 100 watts and a wire. So your $25 check helps this show. We all know we're hearing it all the time. It costs money to put on things from NPR to Fox to whatever. Why do you see all the sponsors? We're looking to be listener-supported, right? So a benefit to you when you donate to the show is to get you know upwards to 10 and in John's case, 15% off. He wrote me the uh, note and said, I look, I want to get a charge controller from BioNO. I said, good deal, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hook you up with Kevin there. I confirmed with Kevin. This guy's cool, man. He's in. He's in the plan. 15% off his purchase. And he helped him figure out which one would be great for what he's trying to do. 15% off. Visit 100wattsandawire.com. Click the donate page. It's a win-win-win. We get your support. The companies that are participating may get a sale and you get a discount. And look, 10 to 15% off can put you over the top when it comes time to make that purchase. Sometimes I make purchases just if I get free shipping. I'll look around like a maniac to figure out where I can get free shipping because it could be another 10 to 12 bucks, right? Think about donating. There's multiple platforms, however you want to do it. You could send a check, credit, PayPal, Patreon. You could uh, subscribe to the Patreon where it gives a little bit of money each month. Many ways to do it. Uh, But please do it. It will help you and it will help me and the show. And uh, it could get the company a sale too. It's one community. All right, I'm going to be wrapping up here. We've got a couple of um, upgrades to announce. And I need to scroll down to my notes uh, to get those. Again, on 100 Watts and a Wire, you can find the upgrades page there. So if you're studying, preparing, and ready to pass your test, drop us a line let us know. Richard, Kilo Mike 4 Sierra Echo Golf is a new amateur extra. Congratulations. I know that is a wonderful accomplishment, and the feeling you get when that, uh, uh, what's the person who helps you? Oh, you know, the person who marks the test. I can't remember. The acronym right now is freaking my head out with the dyslexia. When they give you, I got the thumbs up. You're, uh, what is it? A volunteer examiner. They're VE. You're VE. When your VE gives you the thumbs up like I got when I took my extra test. The feeling was just like, oh, my. Like, literally, I was like that in the chair, man. It was a, I took it in the library. Thumbs up when I passed. So I'm giving you a thumbs up, Richard. Lisa is a new technician. Hasn't even got her call sign yet. Well done, Lisa. And William, he's been studying for a long time. We heard about him on the Facebook group. He's letting us know. He's posting his tests. You know, he was taking his study tests. He finally went over the weekend and took the test and passed. November 0, November, Echo, Echo is a new amateur extra. Congratulations. Again, if you're studying, go visit 100 Watts of Wire. Poke around. Let us know about your upgrades. 
If you own a business, that's another thing. I really want to lock arms with, with these companies. Even the smaller ones, like Lido, Lido Mounts. Lock arms and let's rise together. Of course, we love ICOM, the big radios. But there's a lot of people with great ideas and services and products that need to reach our audience. If you're in our audience hearing my voice, don't be afraid. That's the thing about 100 Watts and Wire. We can work with you and sort of raise the profile in our community. Poke around. Become a sponsor. Donate. Uh, there's a store there that you know, I'll probably open up here again soon. But the 100 Watts and Wire dot com website is sort of hq we've got a lot of things planning our 100 watts and watt uh, wire net is still taking place seven o'clock central zero 100 utc thursday nights i believe we did over 50 58 40 meters was really rough for us we moved to a 75 meter phone again she just treats us better i'm sorry my mama told me you just keep looking around you just keep looking around, and I apply this to the net. We go coast to coast Thursday nights, the 100 watts and a wire net. All right, friends, please stay warm. I know it's cold. It's supposed to be, right? It's supposed to be. Still, all the craziness is happening, but I want you to be safe now in your homes. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100wattsinawire.com.